Hey everybody, Stephanie here. I just wanted to give you I give you an explanation of why it's taken all week for this episode to be released. And that is that my husband and I have went back and forth many times on how to release this episode. Should it be re- released as recorded or should it be edited to bleep out my cursing? So our discussion has been made that it will be released as recorded, as intended to be heard by you. So if you listen to our episodes with children in the room, which I know some of you do, I would suggest that you don't do that with this episode. There is a moment where I intentionally chose, you'll even hear me, you'll even hear me take a pause and I intentionally made the decision to say the words that I said and I believe that sometimes you have to use harsher words to get your points across, and I felt that in that moment, and I went with it. So please don't listen to this episode with with children in the room, and if if that is what you sometimes do, and know that, and and know that I I won't make it a habit of of cursing on this episode on this episode on this podcast, but. But this week, it was just, I don't know, I really, it's just a little bit of the filter slipped and I felt like I really, that's just what I wanted to say. And that's just that. So without further ado, here is this week's episode of Authentic Life Radio as recorded and as meant to be heard. Please continue to live your life authentically as Sarah and I did in this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah Moore. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. It's great to see your lovely smile. And I am really excited about um, sharing some more of these dreams that we have. And maybe explaining a little bit further why... Why we dream, but not, not why we, why we share our dreams. Correct. But first we got to go to that video, right? That's right. We gave them homework. Um, we asked for you guys to watch if you have not already, or if you have watch it again, because it's just that enjoyable. The music video for Girl Like You by Maroon 5. And I, well, first of all, Adam Levine, he's just kind of cute. He's more than kind of cute. Oh, but. okay. I knew <laughs> I knew when I said he's kind of cute, I knew I was going to get more of a reaction from you. He's more than kind of cute. Yeah. To me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Except for when he bleaches his hair blonde that I don't like. Yeah. Well. But anyway. Everybody has their own artistic and... That's right. ...ways to, ex- to express themselves. So, but we were talking about how he had um, all of these strong beautiful women in this video and and just have them just they're, they're they're just either standing there or some of them are dancing and and moving and singing along with singing the song. along with the song and it is i think it's an empowering message that it is these strong confident beautiful women but it is just about them being women mm-hmm yeah, no sexuality, no, no uh, just just them being them. Yes, absolutely. And then he ends with his wife 
and his daughter. His oldest daughter, because now they have two daughters. That's true, yeah. But, but. Um, I love when, well, the lyric is, I need a girl like you. You know, a, a guy like me needs a girl like you. Mm-hmm. And so you get to the end of this video that has been amazing with all of these women just, you know, being there. Being and then themselves. He, being themselves. And he turns around and not only are his wife and daughter there, but he wraps his arms around that he embraces them. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It, really, it, gives, it, gives me, it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Right. The embrace shows that he embraces who she is. Absolutely. And it is just so awesome to see that he basically empowered his wife and his daughter to be who they are and he loves them and wants and was proud of them and wanted to show them off and, and just, it was just so happy to just have them in his life. And, Absolutely. And, and this, I know that, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just really, really cool. I loved it. I loved it. There is, there is a photo and this is from, more than a year. I mean, it's a very long time ago. Um, but there's a photo on his Instagram. It's the three of them on a beach. The baby is in a carrier. I think like they're, they're wearing her mm-hmm. and he, his arms, I think his arms are wrapped around them again. And he says, this right here is everything I need. And it's just one of those things that is everybody wants to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know that they're needed desired desired Mm -hmm. and for for a man with such a public image to stand up publicly and say i choose her i choose this this is all i need i think it's a beautiful thing it's very beautiful it's very beautiful now if you haven't watched the video Go watch it because it's worth it. It really is. It it really is worth it. It's not like any other video. It's not all made up. It's not. No, it's real. It's it's real. And it's simple in its beauty. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it. And celebration of not just women, but just of people. I mean, just of people being able to be themselves, of of people being silly, of fun, of, of just, again, of being themselves. And I love, I love that. I love, I think that that's why, um, our friendship has stood the test of time because I've been able to be myself. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the silly, though, whatever it is, I've been able to be myself. And, um, that when someone truly celebrates you and allows all of that, it's just, it's just this, it's home. It's home. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go into our dreams, we could talk about um, this chapter in Uninvited because it, it, it's about friendship. It is. And, um, I, and, it, and it's about how one of Lisa's friendships fell apart. And I do want to kind of talk about how we went through a hard time. Um, we've, we've mentioned that before. We have. Um, so. It's coming out. It would, I mean, it's the third. That's four years ago. Was it really? Yeah. Like right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was November four years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, any relationship 
goes through difficult times, any relationship that, um, it's just, we're human. We, we're going to fail each other. We're going to hurt each other. And what are we going to do when those things happen? Um, Lisa talks about how in chat, it's chapter six and she talks and it's entitled friendship break breakups. Um, and she talks about how her friend that basically asked her to delete her out of her phone. Right. And no contact, nothing. And the hurt and the devastation that goes along when someone says no contact, I'm, I'm just done with this. When someone cuts you out of their life, um, I know the, dev- I know the devastation of that. Right. Um, it's, it's so, so difficult. Sometimes we understand. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes there's an ending. Sometimes there's, there's not an ending, uh, that makes sense to us. And, um, I know that I've, I know that, um, how do I want to word this? Um, all people, let me just say all, all people are worth fighting for. All people have innate, um, worth. All people have innate value, but sometimes relationships have, have an end and have a, have, have a place in our lives. And sometimes it's just, there's seasons of of life and seasons where it's just time to move on. I'm grateful that our relationship has never come. I mean, and it won't ever come to that point. Right. Um, but, um, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened, um, four years ago? Yes. So obviously I can only talk from Mm -hmm. my side. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, Cliff and I were out of town and you were keeping the kids. Mm -hmm. It was a very, it was already a very stressful time for you. Yes, very. And, and so, I mean, hindsight is, you know perfect clarity (laughs) isn't it isn't it isn't it so yes and as your sister I should have understood that um that probably wasn't the best idea because my kids are spoiled (laughs) I mean I'm not gonna sugarcoat it my kids are spoiled and are used to things running in a certain way and so anytime that that's disrupted, they're monsters, which let me tell you, I have a, I have, I have a, um, a group text with my three children and myself that is titled my monsters. Just, just so you know, like I know that they can be monsters. I just choose to love them anyway. Well, they are lovable. And and I hope everyone here, I mean, I talk about your kids. Like, I mean, I love and adore your kids. Well, thank you. I mean, you, you they, know that. They love and adore you. I know that. And so I'm out of town and I get a call from you and, um, and you, you share your, your side and, and that, that, you know, this happened and I get a call from Megan and, um, she shares 
her side mm-hmm. of what happened. And I'm not taking sides. I'm listening to both. I'm listening to both of you. I'm, I am seeing how things can look a certain way to a 16-year-old. And I'm seeing how things can look to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm in Colorado. Right. And there's not much that I can do about it. Right. And, and I'm, I'm trying to talk to Cliff and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a solution that works best that, because I couldn't get on a plane and, and go home. Right. And, and at the end of the night, because it was a, 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 a day or an evening, whatever, at the end of the night, the whole thing became an emotional trigger for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then I react out of my hurt. And I, I made decisions and I took actions that were, you know, that hindsight. (laughs) She's a funny thing. Um, But I reacted out of hurt and then I'm no good to you and I'm no good to Megan because I'm hurting now. Mm-hmm. And in the process of the next few days of trying to heal and resolve this issue, things were said and things escalated to a point where I just needed it to stop. <laughs> I right. just um to me I felt to me I felt like we were beating a dead horse mm-hmm. and we weren't really making any progress. Mm-hmm. And and so that that's my side of things. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait to calm down before before anything could be addressed Mm -hmm. from me. Right. From my end, I, um, that was the, in the midst of, I had found out about Andy's, Andy's first affair. It's fine. Okay. And everybody knows that, but my ex's, I mean, if you've listened to, to all the other ones, that's my ex's name and it's fine. Um, so that was at the end of his first affair. And, um, so, Um, and so I had been trying to, um, heal from that. And, um, uh, so I, but I, but I also wanted to help you and, and wanted to be there for you. And, and I love your kids. And, um, I honestly, I don't even remember what, what, what even happened with Megan and, and with myself. I really don't know. I I know that she was 16. I do, but. It's not for on mic, but if you want me to tell you, <laughs> well, sure. well, all I some of the things I remember about a Keurig and, um, and I think that's just those are just actions that came out of what was bubbling for her as, as a sixteen year old, and part of it is that she didn't know how to deal with the situation that you were dealing with. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, um, and so. That's so interesting. I don't even know. Okay. That's yeah. so interesting. Um, and, um, 
now that I, now that I'm hearing you say that, I don't know if she was asking questions, if we were just talking, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, it could be, um, who knows at this point, that's four years ago. Right. You know, um, I know I was driving her to school one day and she was just talking and we were just talking. I don't remember. I know that she, one of the things that I remember, um, is that, um, offered her gum and she was like, we can't have gum in high school. Like she, you know, like, I'm like, okay. Like, um, I'm, I'm good. Here's the, I'm not going to, I'm not a parent who wears rose colored glasses. Right. My daughter was on her period and I, let me tell you, I remember hanging up with Cliff going, I can't wait until Sarah has a 16 year old daughter with a period. (laughs) Like that was one of the, one of the things, because you were in a place where emotionally you couldn't handle anything that she was throwing at you. Mm -hmm. That was just teenage attitude with, Mm -hmm. with what, you know, she's, it, it was a, it was a thing where she just wanted her mom. Right. And she was acting out against you which you took personally because you were in a life stage that was constantly beating you down. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. So when you say you remember what it was, I think that it was, I couldn't be you obviously. And I wasn't you. And I think that anything that I did or said was just, was everything would have been wrong. Yes. Everything would have been wrong. Everything was wrong. You could wrong. have made her hot chocolate with extra whipped cream and gave her my doll and it still would have been wrong. <laughs> and that's exactly what I would do. Right. And so... Actually, no, I'd be like, it's in the fridge. You can go get it yourself. Right. And and I do understand... But I do understand that now because I do, I do have a daughter that's at that age and stage of life where... They become evil. Um, where nothing... And I was trying to do it. and And I remember her saying that she just didn't, she wanted to do that on, she was, she did tell me, she said, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I hope anyone listening now, we're not talking, I adore Megan. Like, I think that she's the most incredible, um, wonderful young woman that there is. And I, w- and I would do anything for her. So, um, I love her to pieces. Um, but I remember her saying, I can watch my siblings myself. She just didn't want me there. She didn't. She and, just, and, right. She just did not want me there. And it's kind of like my son, Luke, looking at me now and saying, I'm an adult. I'm because he's 18. Um, I want to do everything on my own, but can you pay for this and do this and do this and do this? And do this? You know, it's kind of like, I w- basically I want to do everything on my own, yeah. but I know I still need you, but right. will you do this. I mean, and that's exactly where it was. And I had no, and I had, I didn't know she was on her period. And mm-hmm. then okay, the bottom line is what, and, and what this, um, what this chapter talks about, it, it goes back to Ephesians six twelve, where it says that we have an enemy, but the enemy is not who we think that the enemy is. My enemy was not Megan and I was not Megan's enemy. My enemy was not you and you weren't my enemy. Correct. That's not who the enemy is. We have someone, the enemy seeks to steal and kill and destroy and anything that the enemy could have done in that moment to take away my, I'm just going to speak from my viewpoint, my safety, my love, my security. 
he continued to do that from, from my marriage to my friendship with you, to my family with you, to anything and everything. He was going to do that. And, and he, and he continued to do that down to a a 16 year old girl with a period. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And he will use anything and everything in our lives to take what it is to, um, to destroy us. And, and, and it can be as simple as, as, <laughs> as not as me unplugging a Keurig or not doing the lights right. right at the Christmas tree or whatever it is, or me being sensitive to, to, and not having the confidence to know how to be with a 16 year old. And, and that's what it is. We all have hurts. We all have all of these things. And he wants to take those insecurities and to, and to destroy us. Absolutely. And and how are we going to react in those moments? So yes, we did take some time. We did. We did. I I I find it that I, I find it. I'm making up words now. I found that I was very surprised by how much time I needed. I hadn't had an emotional trigger like that in a long time, and as I was dealing with as I was dealing with the issue and really taking every thought captive because I had already learned that at that point. Mm-hmm. So when you're standing there and okay, I'm going to say one, one thing that you said to me just be, and here's the thing, please know that I said things to Sarah that I never ha- in my life have thought they are so far from the truth that it isn't even funny. I didn't think them before they came out of my mouth, but they came out of my mouth to strike her where it meant to strike her, and it did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the same would be said, would said, be of, said oh, absolutely. of the other way. And and one of the one of the things that was said to me out of Sarah's mouth, but not from Sarah, I know this was that I'm unkind. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I already, um, you would, you would say, I would say of myself in a self, um, deprecating way, but even I don't believe it of myself, Correct. but it hit its mark. Mm -hmm. And so then over, over the week following that, which was coming up on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and which I'm again, so so sorry for saying that. I I know. And just, just as I'm sorry for, for, saying the things that I said because mm-hmm. they're not true mm-hmm. and the way that God showed me throughout the next two weeks that that was not true mm. Good. are things that I'll hold forever mm-hmm. and the way that God continued to show me what one of the attacks in 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 my trigger and in my spiral was that see you can't you can't count on anybody hmm. you can't count on anybody everybody's gonna let you down hmm. mm-hmm. that's not true mm-hmm. God has never let me down yeah exactly. have things happened to me absolutely have I lived through the hurts and the pain of a fallen world? 
Absolutely. But God has never let me down. That's right. Ever. Mm-hmm. My husband probably can't say has never let me down, but still continues to show up. Mm-hmm. When sometimes I question why he does. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dude, I would have left me a long time ago. <laughs> but God has sent me a man who continues to show up. Mm-hmm. And he has sent me a sister I asked for a friend (laughs) and he sent me a sister who I can fight with like a sister, Uh but at the end of the day continues to show up. Mm. And so over the next two weeks, and it took longer than two weeks for us to be able to work through our hurts and our pain Mm -hmm. and come back to a place where we could wholly love each other mm-hmm. and, and we loved each other, but it, and I, and I would, I just want to, I'm, yeah. and I, I don't want to, I wholly loved you. Oh, even I in the know. Midst of, yes. <laughs> but to be restored. Right. That's the correct word. Um, because, and we're holding hands right yeah, now. We are. Huh? Cause you know, <laughs> well, her hands are so soft <laughs> <laughs> and your hands are warm. <laughs> See, we, we make up for those things. Um, to be restored. Um, That's the right word. I, and, and talking about how I, I didn't think that, and in your words, um, what hit me was that, see, nobody can really love you. Mm-hmm. Nobody. There's, there's nobody that can really truly love you. And you are I such a mess up. wholly loved you. I know. But I could not in my one hour a week or three hours a week break through. <laughs> Y'all, I hope you love me anyway. I couldn't break through the shit that was being thrown at you. Yeah, I know you could not in an hour a week nope. or in three hours a week. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. And at that point I said, God, if we are, so tired that we're fighting each other now, Mm -hmm. then maybe I need to stop trying to catch the shit that's being thrown at her and just be there when it starts to fall away. Mm -hmm. And you have been, and that's been what's, I just, I want everyone to hear because we share a lot of stuff and we share our love for each other. I think that what, what I, I don't, we, I was asked right before we, 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 right before we recorded what we were going to talk about today. And I said, I have no idea. Just whatever ends up coming out of our mouths, <laughs> you know, and that's what, gen- that's yes. genuinely what ends up happening right. here. However, the spirit moves and however, and I'll be really honest, I hadn't read this. I've been working long hours and I, so I hadn't read this, this chapter. And as I was sitting there um, reading this, I was like, it's really, I want to be real and authentic. We, I know that you all can tell because we've gotten some messages about how Steffi and I love each other and we do, and we have an incredible friendship, but it hasn't been without its hardships and it hasn't been without fighting it, fighting each other. But mostly I think what I wanted to, to get out of this chapter was that there, the enemy has done everything he could to destroy us 
And the reason that he does that is because we keep each other sane <laughs> in a crazy world. Absolutely. And we, and, and we have to fight for each other. And I, and anybody that's trying to, um, that's really, truly going to be there. He's going to try to take that away. Um, now that's not again to say that, 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 that there aren't going to be people in your lives that are going to come and go and, and whatever, but there are going to be friendships in your lives that you're really going to have to fight for. There are going to be relationships in your life that you're going to fight for. Um, and I'm going to speak for marriages right now. Um, because just like you said about your husband, he has shown up, um, then that means that, that, that the enemy Satan is going to go after though that specific relationship, because he knows that he can destroy not only the two of you, but an entire family, an entire generations, the legacy, all of that. Again, I want to just encourage people to fight for, to fight for that relationship because there's nothing more precious than, um, standing your ground in what, in what Satan would try to destroy. Um, and I love, I love how God, you're in close relationship is not perfect. No, God, no. <laughs> but you continue to fight for each we other. Do. You continue to show up for one another. You continue to be in the trenches with each other. And that's what makes you laugh together. You, you make, you know, you, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see it. And I see that when, when things get tough, you turn inward, you don't, you don't Turn run, you don't run from each other. And that's what makes, and we could have ran from each other and it, we could have done that. We could have, but it, and I'm not saying sometimes there are times that you have, I understand that there are times mm-hmm. that has to be done. Mm-hmm. I do, but you're not the enemy. <laughs> No. And, and here is, so back to the, the book. Um, she, she writes here, it's hard to see that my struggle isn't with her or caused by her. Those are my feelings. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about her broken relationship. And, um, but this is my favorite. This is my absolute favorite. <laughs> Truth proclaimed and lived out is a fiercely, accurate weapon against evil Mm, that's good truth i love this say that again truth proclaimed and lived out is a fiercely accurate weapon against evil it's beautiful and she goes into this to this um this prayer that I mean, because she admits it's not easy. No, because what she it, says, she said that, that again, she said, and, and at the end of the chapter, there, there wasn't any reconciliation when she wrote this. We have no idea. Maybe there has been now. I don't know. And, and I pray that there has been, but what, what the spirit had asked her to do was to fight for her, not fight with, with her, her, but to fight for her. And, and that relationship with, with the understanding that that relationship may never be restored. Mm-hmm. But she is fighting for her. Mm-hmm. I fight for her simply because I want to stay right in step with honoring God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when God says to love our enemies, um, that is like the, one of the most difficult 
most difficult things to do. Yeah, it is. One of these days I'd like to share um, what God asked me to do after uh, my ex's first affair. Um, I I want to do that. Um, And I'm, you know, what's, what's fascinating to me is that I'm, I'm having this freedom now to, to start telling my story in a real open way now. I, I, I really do because my heart is to serve and to speak truth to women who are going or who have gone through this same experience. I know that the only way that I'm going to survive and thrive through this life is to let God redeem it. Absolutely. And I, cause I know how he's made me <laughs> and, and so I'm going to have to start telling my story and, and, and it's not, it's not to put all this crap out there and it's not to put anybody down and it's not to bad mouth my ex or, or anything. It's really because I need, I need to not let the enemy win um, in what he's tried to destroy. I, now some of y'all who I talk to, who listen, know that I still have anger and I'm just going to put that out there too. Um, but I know that the only way that I'm going to get past the anger, the only way that I'm going to get past. And I think that there's always going to be an underlying hurt is to let God redeem it because then I can see that he's worked good and, and the enemy has no um, power anymore over the story. Just like he has it in our relationship. Right. Because he tried to destroy us and we're telling the story. We're bringing it into the light. We are proclaiming that it's made us stronger. It's, it's, it's hopefully encouraging other people that, um, that there are going to be hard times that, that it, but it's worth fighting for. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. And fighting doesn't necessarily mean restoration. No, no, it really doesn't. But it can still bring goodness. Absolutely. It really can. I love that you say that because the, I fell in love with the musical wicked (laughs) And not to go into detail, but the story Wizard of Oz was a trigger for you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to help heal that. And I had this crazy idea that Wicked could do that because it's the story from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it shows, it shows what, the Wizard of Oz doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But the song For Good, <laughs> I don't know if I've been changed for the better, but because I knew you, I've been changed for good. And here's the deal. I'm just going to tell y'all, I've been changed for the better because I've known Sarah. It's just as simple as that. There are several people in 
my life that remind me to be kind. <laughs> and Sarah is one of them. <laughs> and so I have been changed for the better. But I love this song, A Friendship. And it is, it is just a truly beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I've been changed for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Awesome. I just love you. I love you too. And I just want to say this again. I just love Megan. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. Okay. And she knows. That. Okay, good. I mean, and again, I just, I really do adore her. I, um, that just has to be said again because <laughs> I don't. I hope that um, I just don't want that to come across. This whole it doesn't, she doesn't even think about it anymore. I know, like, I, 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 and I don't either. Yeah, you know, and neither do I. I mean, it is. It, I know that it's I mean, so far in the past that I'm surprised it was only four years ago. I know, and, uh, right? I, yes, I mean, I don't even. And again, when I'm around Megs, I mean, I tell her that I love her and, you know, I, I enjoy her immensely. And it's just, again, she's just my niece and, and all of those things. It goes back with any, just any relationship that you just have ups and downs. Do. And honestly, if you really think about it, when you, when you go through the, the trenches with each other, when you really go through, I mean, it, it can make you stronger and, and, and it really what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes, absolutely. That's what Kelly Carson says. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> um, and it's and it can be and it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and um, I don't know. I just had to say that again. That I just love Megs. <laughs> I just love her. You want her? <laughs> you know, I would take her in a second. I know she's very expensive these days. But here's the th- I'm sh- well. Okay, besides that, I don't have the money for that. But here's I don't. She wouldn't want me because she just. And here's the other thing. I just love how she loves you. All your kids. She does. Let me see. I'm going to read. So she sent me a text message that I received at 2.02 a.m., which <laughs> means she was still awake at 1.02 a.m. Because her college is an hour behind. Yes, yeah, she, she's on Central Time. And it is a screenshot of someone else's tweet. Okay. Okay. But it perfectly describes my daughter. Right. Um, I get very offended when my mom does not answer my calls. Like, hello, it's me, the light of your life calling for the third time today to tell you about the chicken tenders I just ate. Please answer. (laughs) Yes, that is. I'm like, that's my daughter. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I told her that that's so you. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely right. That is you. Yeah. And she had tried to call me yesterday, but I missed it because I was I was doing dishes no yes i cooked dinner at home and i did the dishes in the same night it's that's, a big deal i was gonna say that's a miracle almost <laughs> like an act of god <laughs> i think it might be yeah so did you know that when we built our house they put this huge drying rack right there by the sink i don't use the dishwasher as the dishwasher i just open it up and that's where i put the dishes to dry nice that's amazing that's incredible uh, i'm surprised you use that at all i i really I, do I, that yeah. you even know where it's at i, I, I don't do mean, i don't mean that as a put down no. you just have to know it's, if it if you've just listened how much steph abhors dishes and she has I, that's good a, reason that's the perfect word she and yes, she has good reason too. I do. I, she really does. But you know, I I and I abhor laundry. I you know, mm. there's just there yes. was a time I really got into a good habit 
like probably 15 years ago <laughs> and, and it lasted for a couple months i mean let's just be real honey honest. that's not a habit it's a phase okay <laughs> all right i went through a phase where like i was really enjoying laundry because i would take it out and i would just pray for people who didn't have i was like trying to be really spiritual and yes. holy at the time see that you know i was doing that mm-hmm. it lasted for just a couple months and then it went back to and now i pour laundry again but that was yeah that was like 15 years ago you're right that was a phase okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> moving on so the other thing we left open-ended last week we started sharing our dreams and if you didn't list last week didn't listen last week, then you would have missed that this was an idea that came out of Free the Dream, and which Sarah attended, and obviously Cliff and I hosted. Thank it you very was, much for doing that. You're welcome. It was an incredible experience, and one of the things that he encouraged the- He being Cliff. He being Cliff. Um, my husband. My husband. My husband. <laughs> That he encouraged the attendees to do was to write down 25 dreams, desires, anything that you want. It could be material. It can be service. It can whatever your heart desires. And I have to say, when he said that at first, anxiety just. It took you a while to get all 25. It did. Um. And but you're not the only one who it caused anxiety in. Yeah, I I really honestly believe, and I don't. This is not a put down to um my my family or to whatever. But growing up in a Christian home, we're not encouraged to want things for ourselves. Yes. Yes. And especially being, and and not only that, um, it's my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, I, I'm a firstborn. I, I, I'm encouraged to serve and, and to serve others. And, and that's where my, I'm a woman. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different things that go into that. And, um, so the thought of me actually wanting things for myself or dreaming that was just like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I can't do, especially 25. And I maybe can come up with five. Maybe I can do that. But what, you know, 25, that's just completely overwhelming. But then once I got in, once I really started thinking that, you know what, God has put me on this earth and wants good things for me. Once I really got into that mindset and, and started thinking about how, when I was a little girl, that excitement of, of just dream. I mean, truly dreaming. It really, and I, and I don't even want to say how I was raised because I I don't want to blame it on. It's just, I don't want to blame it on my family or my parents or anything. It's just, I don't know. Blame it on the institution of the church. (laughs) Well, and I don't think that, well, because they don't, I don't think that they were my, as just, I'll just say my parents didn't know that, that they, that they could, that they could that they dream, could, right? You know that they could do those things. I mean, would which they, is funny when you figure that we live in a place where we literally call this the American dream. Mm-hmm. Well, what Very, does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what's so funny about that is that we can 
the American dream, you think about you think about just a house with a white picket fence right. or whatever, but that's not that would I would say and to have a job mm-hmm. and with a family with you know with a with a dog and a cat maybe I don't know. But once you got that, you can't dream about anything else. Correct, because then the, you're done. Because that's it. That that's yeah. your limit. <laughs> <laughs> there is no limit on dreaming, and dreaming is a very healthy thing to do. Yes. Yes, it is. So last week we shared our first two, but we kind of wrapped with Sarah's number two, which we're going to wrap with again today. Right. Because you are going to explain how this became. Well, so, for you. okay. So my number two dream that I wrote down was to speak it free the dream. Now I was just like, I don't know how that will ever happen. Or I mean, again, it, it, Cliff said to write down anything. So I was like, all right, well, I want to be up on that stage one of these days because um, in my, in my, I want to say in my former life, (laughs) but I don't know. I I understand the sentiment regarding that. Okay. But before, um, before the, before my life fell apart, my former life fell apart is how I would say, I don't even know, but I was, I was speaking at, at women's. Bible studies and women's kind of smaller conferences and whatever I, I, I got to speak and, and to, and to talk about what God was teaching me. And that is where I felt alive and, and, um, where I knew that I just, I love to share what God is teaching. I just, that's what I love to do. So it's almost if that's, is what she was created to do. Oh, maybe, I don't know, but I love to lead Bible studies and I just, I love to share God's God's love and his, his, his message for, for his, for, for people. I just, I just love it. So anyways, so he's up there and I was like, well, I want to, I want to speak it free the dream. And, um, so, uh, I, I uh, wrote that down. That was on Saturday. So Sunday morning I, I, um, get up and, um, the, the keynote speaker, is his name is Mr. Ken Davis was going to, that was going to be the, the keynote mm-hmm. speaker. And, um, when I was a little girl, Ken Davis was uh, a Christian comedian and he wrote books and, and, um, that's how I knew him. My dad, uh, had bought some of his, um, books. And I, the one that I remember is how to make your, how to, how to, I can't even remember now because it's been so long ago, but how to make your kids mind without losing yours or something, something along, like, right. or, or along those lines. But I, um, it, it was written to obviously to adults, but I would read anything that I could get my hands on. So my dad was reading it. So I read it and I just, I thought it was the best book. And, and I remember some other things and, and he, and my dad would listen to him and, um, I just, I loved him. I just thought he was incredible. And I didn't know that things like such as Christian comedians even existed. And <laughs> he's hilarious. He is so funny. He is. he is so funny, but I just, I, I, I loved him. And I thought, I thought one of these, when I was a little girl, I thought I would love to meet him one day, but never thinking that that would ever be possible. And, um, so we, when you guys started your journey and, and, and everything, I f- ended up finding out that, that you all became friends with Ken Davis. We and did. I was like, what the heck? You know, Ken Davis. I mean, I was so excited. Like I couldn't believe it. Right. I, I, I was, I was so shocked. And I was, I was like, I, I, I was like, I want to be able to meet him and had no idea. But then I found out that he was going to be the keynote speaker at this. And, and it didn't work out the, we, we were going to, at the, at the conference that, um, there was a place where we could have dinner with him, but I, I wasn't able to go. Um, 
I took, well, by, because I took my dog down with me because I didn't have to travel to Franklin by myself. So I had to go let him out. So I couldn't have dinner that night with him, uh, with a group of people. And then, um, the, the day before he's Sunday, when he was speaking, I'm really excited. So I'm having a hard time talking about this. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're doing great. So that Sunday, um, I saw him there I was, and I was really excited to see him, but he was surrounded by other people. And I was like, okay, God, if I could just meet him after he speaks and just tell him how much he's meant to me as a little girl. And it, it would just, it would just mean the world to me. Um, and I was just trying to buy my time, be real cool and whatever. And, um, <laughs> and, um, so I'm just sitting there waiting for my, Hold on, I love, can, let me, let me give you all a visual of what I see when Sarah says, I'm just sitting there trying to buy my time being cool. I see a six year old sitting in her chair going, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Like I'm really trying. It's my turn yet. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. It's my turn. I know it's exactly how I feel right now. Like I'm really talking fast. I have this huge smile on my face. I'm really trying hard not to like to like to burst into like just this, burst. Just like I can see myself being bursting into this flame because I'm so excited. Like I'm afraid I'm gonna just combust. Okay, so I'm setting. So I'm setting there. Being I really am trying to. I know. I'm holding myself together really well listening to him. You really were. <laughs> I know. Really cool. Really calm. Really collected. I'm, and I'm trying to slow myself down here. So um, so anyways, he gets done speaking and I'm like, oh, finally, it's gonna, I can get in line to go talk to him. And then, so then Cliff comes up on the stage and then he says something about, there's this, there's somebody here in attendance who's wanted to meet you forever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that might be me. Oh my gosh. I think that I'm like, and I'm like. How did he know? Uh, and so I thought, but then, then of all, like he's talking about me and then Cliff does this amazing thing where he calls me up on stage and I'm just like so overwhelmed and I couldn't believe it. And so Cliff calls me up on stage and he introduces me to Ken Davis and I get to hug him and it was really, really a cool experience. I didn't cry at the time because Cliff even handed me um, tissues because he knew I would. Uh but when you're at a place in your life where you always have to hold yourself together and you can't break down. Um, I didn't, I, I wasn't able to cry then at that time, but I've reached this place now in my life where I'm able to actually cry because I've lost so much, but I've also seen the goodness and the faithfulness of God over and over. And I'm letting myself feel again. And be emotional, and it and it feels really good. So, so, I um, he calls me up there, and I get to hug on this man who who spoke life into me as a little girl. And I just want to also say that to watch you and Cliff live out your dreams. I mean, I watched you and Cliff from the very, very, very beginning when. You all had to be on food stamps. Absolutely. And um, and you all have followed God's call in your life and, 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 and to do all of this. It's just unbelievable to see the faithfulness of God from, my, from being a little girl and the faithfulness of God in your all's life. It's just unbelievable. And I was truly standing in awe of it. And then, um, and then Cliff asked me the question. He said, Sarah, um, what, what is it that, that you want to do? And I said, well, my passion, my heart is, 
is to teach, is, is to be a speaker, is to talk about what God's done in my life. And, and he asked me then at that moment, he said, well, what would you think about being a speaker at Free the Dream <laughs> next year? And I had just written down the day before to speak at Free the Dream. What I'm here to say is that our dreams, God puts in our heart, are for a reason and for a purpose. And I want to go back again to that we do have an enemy that's going to try to steal and, and going to try to take those things away from us. We are really truly in a war and in a battle. And it's not about us. It is about us, but it's also about the those people who he's called and who he wants. And so Cliff asked me a question upstairs just a little bit ago. He said, there are people out there that basically that are hurting because you're being selfish. He didn't use these words, but I'm being selfish because I'm not speaking what God's put on my heart to speak. And so what am I going to do with it? You know? And, and it's so true. Um, we, we, he puts a dream, God puts dreams on our hearts for, so a purpose. Th- for a purpose. Some of them, some of you'll see on some of these that if we go down a little bit further that, yeah, some of them are silly. Some of them are selfish. Some of them are whatever. But I also think it comes from a fun loving God who says, don't take life so serious. Right. You know, I, it's to enjoy, but there are things that are serious to realize that we are in a battle. We are in a war and, and we are called to pursue what he's called us to do in our lives. And, um, this was just another almost not, not that I think that every dream is going to happen just like the day next day or whatever, but it was again about the showing how God shows up and how faithful he is. That's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. So we're going to end there because it's perfect. God cares about our dreams. He cares about our relationships. We are fighting for our lives and the lives of those around us. And they can be great. And they can be, our relationships can be beautiful. And there comes a time when some of them need to be let go and that's okay too. But you can still fight for that person Mm. without having that relationship restored. Sarah speaking at Free the Dream 2019. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do with that message. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to have to talk to the arranger of speakers so that I don't come after. (laughs) (laughs) Steffi, whatever. Just saying, I happen to know the dude who puts all the speakers down on his schedule, and I'm going to have to make sure that I don't come after. (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) Guys, we encourage you to live in the truth. Live in the light. Live in the light and live every day authentically.